Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Wave podcast. We're coming to you after a hard-fought win in the Europa League at Lask in Austria. Once again, the Reds started slower than Dave admitting he's wrong and were deservedly a goal down at half-time. However, a much-improved second-half performance buoyed by reinforcements from the bench earned the three points. A penalty from Nunez, a lovely team move finished by Diaz and a late moment of magic from Mo gave the scoreline a more comfortable appearance. I'm Chris Smith and I'm joined by the aforementioned Dave Usher, the editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and John Brennan who's making his return to the pod. Mainly though, he's here to tell us about the time he nutmegged John O'Shea in the school playground. We'll also be talking a little bit about the game on Sunday against West Ham and Anfield. Um, Dave, if you finally finished chomping on the Harapo, you've been smashing through the entire 10 minutes of it sent up for this podcast. Uh, we got there in the end after a difficult first half, another one. So uh, what's your main takeaway from that? Main takeaway is why am I catching all these strays? We haven't even started yet. <laughs> Fucking big drive-by on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a few Haribo before we came right, on. What's if, wrong with that? If the listeners had to put up with what I've put up with, for that, and John, for the last 10 minutes, honest to God, it's been... I have that thing called like misophobia, where like certain sounds send me into a desperate rage, and people chewing is one of them. So if I reacted a little strongly to that, then then that's why. But um, I apologise. That's good to know. Next time you start, next time you start throwing shade at Darwin, I'm just gonna take the Harry Bow out. Uh, I might just do it anyway. <laughs> oh my no. God. I'm going to double down. It'd be like red rag to a bull. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know what we were really expecting tonight. I mean, you'd like to think it's going to be easy. We're going to score loads of goals and it's going to be great. But just it's never like that, is it? Um, Champions League matches are the same. Group stage matches. You're playing a team that's not very good. You think, yeah, we'll roll over these. It doesn't work like that, especially away from home as well. Um, you know... I wasn't worried at any point, even though we're 1-0 down. At no point did they ever think we weren't going to go on and win the game. So I was fairly relaxed about it. I didn't think the performance was great, but I think it was kind of what you would expect, I suppose, like just all things considered. I mean, look at Aston Villa tonight. They've gone away and lost. You know, it, these you think these games are easy. Like Aston Villa should not be losing that game, really, you know, when you look player for player. Um, but it's just you go away from home in Europe and it's never easy and that's tonight as well. I mean, the pitch was horrendous, so that's not helped. Um, saying that to me dad when we were watching it and me dad's like, well, there's two teams playing on it. It's not affecting them. I'm like, well, one, it's their pitch. They play on it all the time. And two, they scored from a set piece and it's not like they were having to play much football. You know, they were just trying to keep us out, really. Uh, and counter-attack when they got the chance. So we're the team that's playing all the football, trying to play on that pitch. The side, uh, <laughs> the near side looked like it had just been relayed. It was like a farmer's field. Um, first half, mm-hmm. Costas just kept falling over every time he tried to do anything. He was slipping, losing his footing. So, you know, good atmosphere. Their fans were like loud all night as well. So these games are just never easy, as much as you like to think they would be. Uh on top of that, we've got like uh, 11 changes as well. So you've got no continuity from like the previous game. Even though the players who we brought in, they're all good players. Not really played together much. So again, that doesn't help with continuity. But I just, I knew like the longer it went, we'd be fine in the end. And, and you look at what we had on the bench as well. I mean, um, yeah, the second half was, was decent enough. Got the job done, got the points, get out of there with the win. Um, minutes for players who needed it. Um, goals for the three of the forwards. So all in all, yeah, it's fine. It's not not great, nothing to get like excited about. But 
job done. No complaints, really. John, um, I got some quite fond memories of this tournament. I was quite excited to be in in some way to be back in the old UEFA Cup. Um, you know, some of my first memories of watching the Reds in Europe. Well, definitely my first memories of watching the Reds in Europe are in the UEFA Cup. But it was pretty clear from um, the first few minutes today that these lads were no uh, Kusisilati or Apollon Limassol or any of other unknown teams we've played for for a while. They did okay. They started the game well. Yeah, uh, they did. I mean. I think uh, any team we go to play is, is going to be there. Uh, in, not cup final, but we're such a huge uh, name in Europe. They're obviously going to be up for the game. Uh, the crowd was well behind them as well. And as Dave said, uh, the team that started against uh, Wolves on Saturday, club made 11 changes. So uh, I saw a tweet at halftime. Uh, Paul actually re- reacted to it on Twitter from a TNT uh, saying that we, you know, got turned over in the in the first half, but as Paul said, you know, it's a it's a young team and and none of them have ever played together, so it took took a while to settle, and uh, you know, you expect uh, them to come out uh, uh, pretty strong, uh, have a go at us, but same as Dave, I wasn't uh, overly worried even at half time. Uh, the one thing I would say is we really need to get our act. Uh, uh, in order in in terms of conceding the first goal um we've played six times this season and we've conceded the first goal uh four times uh now we've obviously beaten uh, newcastle uh Bournemouth, uh we've won tonight and uh, we've beaten Wolves as well having gone a goal down but uh, eventually it's going to catch up with us and we, you know we need to be much quicker uh, out of the traps uh even at the weekend against West Ham, we just can't afford to uh, concede uh, these early goals. I mean, against Bournemouth, uh, we conceded after three minutes, against Newcastle after 25, and against Wolves after seven, and tonight after 15 or so. So that's something that I think uh, they need to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Um, and like John said, Dave, um, after a quarter of an hour, we're 1-0 down, and it's a, it's a good hit from, from the lad Flecker from... Um, the corner on the half volley, but it appeared to me as one of those that where you, you know Allison doesn't get credit for these saves very often, but he's just kind of finding himself in the perfect position and he kind of just gobbles that up because it's not in the corner. Do you think Kelleher could be could be blamed for that in any way? Blamed? No. I do wonder whether Allison would have saved it, but that's because Allison's like so much better than any other goalkeeper. And if Allison would have saved it, he would have probably just caught it in his <laughs> in the middle of his chest because, as you say, he's just always in the right position. He doesn't often have to make mad saves. Like you look at somebody like Pickford, and he makes incredible saves every week, and you think Allison doesn't really need to make those saves, but like because his his positional play is just like so good in his anticipation. So I wouldn't say that that goal was Kelleher's fault and I think most goalkeepers would have been beaten by that shot. Whether mm. Allison would is another matter. I'd lean towards no, he probably wouldn't because you don't see that very often where the, the ball's not right in the corner and it goes in. But I definitely wouldn't be saying it's a mistake or you know it, it, the goal's on him at all. I just think it was obvious what they were going to do. The lad was in so much space and I think we were just too slow getting out to him, really. And he's, he's brought it down well, and he struck the shot really well. So, you know, you just have to say, yeah, well done, good goal. Um, but I also think that's probably something that they've seen based on watching us. 
you know, first corner of the game, and that's what they did. It's probably something that they've noticed from watching how we defend their set pieces, and they've thought that that was on. So they've played it. So you know, I just have to say, like they've they've played that well. Probably done the homework and executed it. But we've just got to be better getting out to close the shot down. Because if you get out and someone closes it down and it takes a deflection and it goes in, you can live with that. It's like, well, we've tried to make the block. We just got a bit unlucky. But I just felt like he had a bit too much time there, really. Yeah, I think it's something that definitely worked uh, on on the training ground because you can even see the way the their bench. Uh, celebrates uh, that yeah. goal. It, it's just you know it's something they've they've picked up uh, on our defending of corners. But uh, do you boys think that um, there's a case to be made for Allison starting these games? Obviously, with the outfield players like uh, Robbo and Mo uh, Trent, it's it's different. But um, I mean, Allison can play you know league games as well. Uh, so. Do you think Keller? He's just trying to keep Kelleher happy here, or yeah, and yeah. rightly so. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you okay. have to promise him the group matches, <clears throat> and you know the the league cup as well, FA Cup. I don't know. Maybe it just depends mm. on who we're playing. But you know, he could have left. He's he's a good goalkeeper. He's in demand now. We don't know what offers came in, what price we're asking for him, or whatever. But I think if you're keeping him, somebody like as good as he is at the age he is. And you're asking him to to stay and be like second choice to Allison. I do think you've got to give him a bit of a carrot. And yeah. with us being in the Europa League, if it's the Champions League, different story. But mm. the Europa League, I'd have no problems with it. I'd say yeah, you can play all the group matches. Um, whether he plays in the knockout stages, I don't know. That's that's between you know Klopp and the goalkeepers to decide what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But the group matches, absolutely, I'd play him in all of them. I mean. I do agree with it. You know, goalkeepers don't need resting. I, I think that's like, you know, you, you you shouldn't really ever need to change a goalkeeper. If you change a goalkeeper, you're doing it through choice, really. Um, and the chopping and changing, you know, my dad's against it, but that's because my dad wants Kelleher playing every game. So <laughs> <laughs> he was actually quiet on that tonight. He didn't really say anything except when he made that save from, from the offside one. Uh, great save with his foot. And he was like, "That's my boy. That's why he's number one." <laughs> I didn't, I didn't rise to it. I just let him have it. Like, but um, no, I definitely think he should be playing in the in the Europa League games. Yeah, it could effectively double his games, though, couldn't it? Really, because he wouldn't be, really be playing any Champions League games unless it was a dead rubber, you know. Like, yeah. So yeah, if definitely. he plays all the Europa League games, and we and we go far in the League Cup and the FA Cup, then it could. Um, you know, we, we'll be seeing quite a lot of him. Um, Definitely. Well, he got at least six, at, won't he? Yeah, it's just yeah, looking yeah. at that. Obviously, six games up to uh, December, and then if we go all the way in this competition, that that's uh, thirteen games, and add you know uh, a run in the FA Cup and or League Cup, he could be up to around twenty games. So, yeah. I think that's enough to to you know have him stay. Yeah, you it would you'd think it would keep him happy. Because you've got to give them an incentive to stay, and they've got to play some games, and yeah. I, I think that might be a bit much. I don't think they will guarantee him all of the cup games, um, but it's just let him have the six and see how it goes, and then take it from there. It probably depends who you get if you if you, in, in the knockouts. You know, if you get like a, another relatively straightforward looking tie, then why yeah. not? Why not keep playing him? Yeah. But Chris's point yeah, is really um, well made. As, uh, sorry, Chris, just come back to your point. It's really well made about increasing 
his game time because Allison started in all those uh, group games last season in the Champions League. So, uh, you know, he's he, he's probably going to start every game uh, in, in the group stage in this competition. So he'll have six more games than he did last season. Which helps for the domestic uh, cups yeah. when he comes in because he's not coming in, you know, having not played for six yeah. months. Yeah, true, true. And um, it didn't, you know, it wouldn't have counted anyway because it was offside. But the save he made in the second half with his feet where he diverted yeah. it over the bar was was an ex- excellent save as well. So credit where it's due on that. Um, it could have been could have got worse in the second half, really. That uh, Lubitic had a really, really good chance where Canate fell over, kind of asking for a foul. Um, but he just kind of took too long in it and it enabled Verge to, to get back in and close down the shot well. And uh, we escaped there. But... Um, we didn't really create that much in the first half ourselves. Like our our um our final pass in the final third was mostly abject, and the chances that did fall came to Darwin's head. And we've been saying for ages he could fill his boots um, in this competition. And it's a shame his boots weren't on his fucking head Careful. tonight. Because I've two got the Harry on standby here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> two terrible finishes. One. They weren't terrible finishes. The 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 first header. Um, from the um, Harvey cross, p- absolute peach of a cross from Harvey from the left. It was. And I don't know yeah. who was commentating on your stream, but my commentator said, oh, nine times out of ten, Darwin gets those on target. And I think it's probably closer to the opposite. And then, um, like ten minutes before the break, he had another opportunity with his head after Virgil headed it back across goal. It's a good save by the keeper, but Darwin gets zero power in it. Um, and you know he's playing up front through the middle all the chances have fallen to him and he's not putting them away so um, John do you think he could have done any better with those chances yeah I mean Andy Carroll would definitely have scored those two. oh come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because he's no. your boy now because he Facts. plays like round the corner from you <laughs> yeah he's my, he's my neighbour uh, well yeah the first one the first one you've, I mean he's got to threaten the, the the keeper. I mean, if he doesn't score, if the keeper makes a good save, but it wasn't even. He's got close. to threaten the crowd behind the goal first of all. I think that went out for a throw-in or something. <laughs> it missed by yeah, about it... a yard. Yeah, it was, fuck it was, off! It did. There's an angle from behind the goal. It's gone over the top corner by about a yard. He's trying that to be was... too precise, putting in the top corner when he should have just hit the no, target and hope. Blatant lies. He, he's got to do much better. But uh, in fairness, the ball in from Harvey is, you know, it's on a sixpence for him. And I just. It's inexcusable to miss uh, a, a chance like that by that much. And then the second one where he's basically on the line, he puts it in the only place uh, the keeper has uh, has a chance of saving it. You know, he's got to score there. So, I mean, it's it's fine tonight because we've won and, you know, it's a, it's a group game in uh, Europa League. But, you know, in bigger games, he's got to be putting those chances away. And this is not me throwing shade at at him. I, I think he's he's obviously in the team uh, because even his work rate and uh, you know link up play it's, it's got much better, which is why he wasn't in the team last year because you know Klopp wasn't having him for his lack of uh, uh, track and back and stuff. I think he's got much better there, uh, but he you know he needs uh, to add goals to his game. He's got three this season, one from a penalty. Uh, you know, he just needs to put those chances away, and then you know uh, nobody will be making uh, those kind of comments about him. But yeah, he he, he definitely should have done uh, done better tonight, and probably got at least one of those chances. It it's not lack of tracking back though, John. His problem is like he would track back 
maybe when he shouldn't be. He was like, there was no yeah. control to what he was doing. He, he would chase everything, and that's not how like the press works. You know, it's more organised than that, and he maybe didn't get like the nuances of it. Mm. But I think he does now. Um, but yeah, the second one, he didn't get power in it, but it's like the ball, Virgil's headed it into the ground, so it's bounced, and then he's not had like a run-up. So it's hard to get like power in. I just think that that one goes in more often than not. First one, yeah, should have. Uh, I think he just timed it wrong. Should have. He should have done better with the first one. Should have made the keeper make a save. But again, I just it wasn't like wasn't like a sitter or anything. And I do think that he just gets micro analysed every single chance he gets. No other striker gets that. You know, if Gakpo misses them chances, he's putting them away. He's got three goals this season now, and he's like, he's. It's not like he's starting all the time. If, know, Ga- if Gakpo misses like, them, it, we're not having this conversation. It doesn't get analysed. To be fair to Gakpo, Gakpo missing them. But, but uh, more, more so, all right, not, Gakpo missed that chance it. the weekend no. at Wolves, and it's like it's not a big deal. He sliced it horribly. If Darwin misses that chance, there's a big fucking Spanish Inquisition about it. He's just no, judged more often differently. Than not, we talk, what we talk like you, you've got so many excuses. Like every time, there's an excuse about or a reason why the ball didn't go in the net, rather than the fact that he just put it in the net. Defend like there is such a thing as a, there's <laughs> such a good thing. There's such a thing as like great finishing. You know, like you, you, why can't we just look at these chances and say, oh, great finish? Well, we did at Newcastle. All right, it's only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I think the. the the Inquisition each time, uh, Dave, is because of the price tag as well. I mean, yeah, that's definitely part shoot. of it. But I'm, I'm just saying he gets yeah. judged far differently to other strikers do. And there is always like Fair a big enough. inquest whenever he misses a chance. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. So um, we're going nil-nil half-time. Um, I don't know, probably just about on the balance of it deserved to be one-nil down. I think it didn't, we didn't play well. We didn't really sort of. Um, I thought towards the end of the first half we got really ragged as well and started to look a little bit frustrated. Yeah. Threw in a few silly fouls. Canate and mm. Besetic both got booked. The ref was horrendous, um, by the way. Yeah, he didn't give us much, did he? <laughs> he just, yeah, he was he was really bad. Mad decisions, like, like the clearest fouls you'll ever see. And he was going, play on, play on. Like, what the fuck's going on? You know, but yeah, we did get ragged and, and um, the ref didn't help with that. But no, you're right. Because I didn't think we played that badly for about half an hour. And we were getting beat. I was saying to my dad, I'm like, it's not that bad. It's just the end product's not there. We're wasting... Not so much chances because we didn't have many situations where we could easily yeah. have created a chance and we just didn't do it. You know, the final ball was like either the wrong option or just played straight to their players. So it wasn't too bad at that point. But then we did get really ragged for like the last 15 and we just started giving it away all over the place. Um, and John, as is often the case, as has often been the case um, so far this season, we've gone in at half time with some stuff to sort out. And I think largely in the main we did that. Um it took us a, it did take us another few minutes to get going in the second half. Sort of the final third, 
as Dave said, there were some good situations that came to nothing. Uh, but we did get back on level terms, 10 minutes into the half. Uh, great penalty from Darwin after, um, I guess it was quite fortunate really, because the defender dived in to try and um, stop the shot. Diaz had skewed it wide, and it was already going wide by the time that he'd um, he'd been caught. And I felt he was a little bit unfortunate for that to be given a penalty, because you don't really see those ones after the ball has gone be given no. very often. Um but yeah, well, how did you view it? Yeah, I agree on the penalty. I reckon if that had been given against us, we would have been uh, pretty pretty angry about that. Um, it's kind of the exact same thing as the boys said on the pod on uh, Saturday after the Wolves game. Really a game of uh, of uh, two halves. Uh, exact same scenario as well, score-wise. Uh, one nil down at halftime and we end up uh, winning uh, 3-1. Uh, yeah, the st- start of the second half, just... We had a little bit more purpose uh, about us, uh, but as you said earlier, Chris, uh, the final ball was just really sloppy. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think it was helped uh, by the pitch. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, as we kind of grew in uh, to the game, I'd say from you know, definitely when we got the penalty, I think there was only going to be uh, uh, one winner. Uh, it was really good penalty as well by uh, by Darwin. You know, he. He put it away really well, and uh, from then on, obviously we, we we've made changes. Um, I'm not sure that that was in Klopp's game plan originally to to make that triple substitution after 60 minutes. I think if we had been uh, two up or uh, three up at that stage, you know, he would have kept uh, some of. Uh, uh, well, Gomez came on, didn't he? Maka and uh, Dom came on. I don't think they would have played uh, half an hour. Uh, if it had been more comfortable but um, yeah in, in the end uh, when they came on it, well the game opened up as well because the uh, the Austrians kind of were a little bit you know they, they, they tired yeah. uh, I think as the as the game went on and when you have the likes of a, a Dom in the middle of the park he's you know he's really good can exploit space and uh, yeah there's only going to be one winner after that uh, uh, after that penalty Dave the um Subs were interesting um, for the reasons John said, but it, it also took out of the game three players who I was looking forward to seeing start tonight. Vesetic started at right back really because he had to. There were there wasn't really many other alternatives. I was really looking forward to seeing him playing in midfield and hopefully having a good game, game there. Um, we've all been anxious to see a little bit more of Ben Doak. He got a start. And um, I figure Endo's probably going to play a lot in the competition Um as well this season. How did you view how those three lads did? I mean, Bersetic probably would have stayed on longer had it not been for the booking and the other fouls he committed. So yeah, that's not necessarily a reflection of why he was taken off. Plus his fitness issues as well. It's a long time mm-hmm. since he's played 90 minutes. So they maybe, maybe the plan was, what did they have, 70, something like that? Maybe that was the 60. plan. 60. 60, yeah. Hour that they all, yeah. yeah that, see, I wonder about the subs. I wonder what was pre-planned because I I'm surprised like you know when you think Darwin and Diaz have played 90 minutes was that the plan because I was fully expecting them to be two of the first ones taken off you know if things are going well you get them off you, you've got them fresh for the weekend the fact that they both played 90 minutes I don't necessarily think that was the plan going into it I think that was just a, a result of how the game was going and we had to take some of the younger players off and get like get the big heads on um because the game wasn't going according to plan so i do think like that the performance has impacted on on what club's done with the subs 
Um, because ideally, you would have wanted Doak to stay on longer, maybe, you know, as you say about Bajetic. I do think that maybe it's fitness with him. But um, mm-hmm. I do think like that the way the game went influenced it. But I think um, the starting lineup. I mean, what did we make of that? Because I think that was, you know, I've said like I don't want anybody playing play starting the game who's going to be starting at the following weekend. So it's going to be interesting to see what we do Sunday because I'd imagine that Virgil will start and I think Canate will probably start. Um, not sure about any of the others because you've got Gakpo and Jota are both totally fresh yeah. now. So um, I'd imagine they're going to start at the weekend. So um, team-wise, we went stronger than I was expecting us to, but unless you're bringing in kids, that's kind of what the team we would have had to pick, really. You know, Unless you're bringing in the likes of McConnell, Mabea, people like that. And obviously they, they've maybe got in mind, okay, we'll do that like for the last couple of games if we've already qualified. So we went like... Quantum might have played. Yeah, the only thing yeah, there is because he went off with cramp at the weekend, maybe it was a case True. of just yeah, being yeah. a bit careful because, yeah. yeah, I would have liked him to have played tonight, but it could just be not wanting to overplay him. Um, I don't know, unless he starts on Sunday. <laughs> you know, right. you never know, do you? But, um, yeah, I, I thought... Um, the, I thought Doak did a lot of good things and then there was a lot of times when he's like just he's giving it away. Uh, but you've got to expect that. I think at this stage... You're gonna see the best of him when he's coming on, like as an impact sub, rather than when he's starting. Yeah. That's like the next step, isn't it? It's like he gets some substitute appearances, the odd start in like lesser competitions like this, and then that's how you develop. So it was. I, I was really looking forward to seeing him play tonight, and I was a little bit disappointed, but that's on me. That's not really because there was nothing he did there that was like that should be disappointing, but I just had such high expectations of what he might yeah. do. But as I say, that's on me, that's not him. He was fine, you know, he's, he, he did some good things, he's, he looks lively. But I also think um, I also think that we could have done a better job of getting in the ball earlier so he could turn Definitely. and face the goal. Yeah. Because a lot of the time he had the ball with his back to goal and, you know, he had no real option but to That was when he lost it, wasn't it? When he was losing yeah. it cheaply, it was because of the situations he was being put in a lot of the time. So yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think we... Utilized them like as as best we could have, but um, again, a lot of that just comes down to us not playing the right passes in the, in the final third when it yeah. was on because yeah. it was on. Like, I don't want to run them down and say like the shit or anything like that, but you know, sometimes when like you're struggling against the team and you think, oh, fucking hell, this is going to be hard. You know, we've got our work cut out here because they look so well organized and there's no space for anyone to do anything. That wasn't that tonight. There was space everywhere, you know, we, but we just weren't playing the right passes to exploit it. So I always felt as soon as we, we get that right, there's, there's plenty of joy to be had here getting in behind them. Uh, and that's how it played out, especially when, when, as John said, when they got tired. I mean, the game just got so stretched for like the last 25 minutes or so. And mm-hmm. when Mo came on, it was like Mo had just like stepped off a different planet to everybody else on the pitch. He was <laughs> yeah. like yeah. so much better than everybody else <laughs> on that pitch. But remember, the same thing happens against Rangers. You know, if you've got Mo on the bench in games like this, and then when like they... they the lesser opposition and then they get tired and you put Mo on, it's totally different than when he's like starting yeah. a game like that. It's like it's it's and he's easier so for them. Driven. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's like he's, he knows he's only got a little bit of time to, to get on the score yeah. sheet. So he's like right. just on a mission, isn't he? But like Did some of the things he was doing. Six minutes against Rangers or something. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah, yeah. That was it. Last year we we beat them seven one, didn't we? And yeah, he got. Uh, Three and six minutes. He just came ridiculous. on and just it's like two one when he them. came on or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was just <laughs> reading uh, some stats after the game. He's he's been involved, so either scored or set up a, a goal in his last twelve games now in a row. Twelve which in is, a row. Uh, really unbelievable, and that's his forty-second goal in Europe uh, tonight for us. So, what a player! It's a shame we haven't got Paul on with us, so Paul could not tell us how he's, cool. he's not he's not that good. <laughs> Can I just go back to the starting lineup, boys? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's been really clever um, in the way he's managing this. Obviously, we spoke about Kelleher and Semikas. I think Costa has signed a new contract as well, hasn't he? So has I mean, he? you have to keep. I think so. Or there's talk of, he's, of he's yeah, being lined maybe. Up for one. Yeah. So hopefully that'll happen. So kind of keep these fringe players uh, happy. Uh, we could try out stuff as well in this competition, I guess, with, uh, you know, uh, playing a bit, bit uh, at right back and kind of moving in field as well. So if we need backup for Trent there, maybe he's the one because he's really good on the ball. And I think uh, he's played Canati and Van Dijk as well, obviously, because they've, you know, Van Dijk with the two um, game suspension. I know he was away with the Dutch. Uh, and played for them but Canati has been out for about three weeks now since the international mm-hmm. break because he never played with France uh, and then obviously uh, Gravenberg uh, and Endo uh, in the middle of the park is getting them used to the system so these games are perfect for that and then up front obviously uh, Diaz Nunes have both scored so in terms of their confidence it's uh, it's really good too and just the final thing on like how clever they've been um managing the Thursday Sunday thing I mean uh, uh, Curtis Gakpo uh, Jota Allison uh, Robertson and uh, none of them uh, you know even got off the bench mm. uh, tonight so they'll all be really fresh for Sunday so I mean that's what that's what really uh, did for us uh, last season uh, because we were just exhausted from the previous season of the you know 63 games uh, Saturday Wednesday Saturday and uh, I think being in this competition uh, paradox is you know it's obviously uh, we'd much rather be in the in the European Cup but it's going to re- really help us uh, you know in the league uh, as the season goes on that's a good point as well John and I think as well because um, this is kind of a new team it's not a bad thing that we're not in the Champions League this year you know th- this is probably beneficial to us now yeah, having a season in this this competition, and you know, and and I think we all expect yeah, it's like it. It's a dress it, rehearsal. It? it will just be one yeah. season in it, but it's good because it takes the pressure off. Like games like this, you're not having to go like completely full strength all the time. You can try different things out because the the level of opposition is not going to punish you the way you might do in the Champions League, and yeah. because it's a new team. I do think this is like it, it. It's probably better for us, development wise, to be in the Europa this season rather than the Champions League, and then next year, that's when like you know we should be ready to really kick on, um, and it's also good for you know like we mentioned about Kelleher getting the starts. He wouldn't be getting them starts if he were in the Champions League. Um, other players who've played tonight wouldn't have been getting a game either. So yeah, it's um, I think like as much as none of us wanted to be in it, and uh, you know I, I think I said. I, several times last season if we're not getting in the Champions League spots I don't want to be in Europe I'd rather just miss out and just have like the full week's training to prepare for games yeah. um, but I don't really feel like that I don't I don't think this is going to harm us at all I think it's like we can we can take positives from it if we use it the right way uh, just mm-hmm. to keep everybody involved 
given the likes of Doak and Budget, it's more experience. You know, I, I just think that's an opportunity for us. Um, and hopefully to win a trophy as well, especially because that's like the only one that, that Klopp's missed out on, really. Um, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Wouldn't it be nice in years to come to sort of look at, um, just look at, you know, you know, there's like people online who they make up like nice artwork and everything of like the, the players and the managers and all of that. Wouldn't it be nice to see like images of him with like every trophy? Like, and it would make amends for the yeah. 2016 or was it 2017? 2016, 2016 yeah. That we didn't win. So the Alberto nice Moreno final. The Alberto. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, but definitely, um, yeah. Back to the game um, for for a minute. Um, as soon as we got that more of a um, familiar midfield on in terms of bringing Dom and Alexis on and shoring us up a little bit at the back with, with Joe, we really sort of ran away with it from then. And the moment of the night came on 63 minutes. Um, John, just a really, really lovely goal. Great team goal. Um, like four or five players involved. Darwin sort of holding the ball up, knocking it off to Harvey, who plays a really nice pass down the line to Gravenberg. First time cross. Great finish from Diaz. And um, yeah, after that, there was kind of no looking back, really. Great goal and a, and a nice moment. Gravenberg getting a... Um, Getting an assist on his on his full debut. Yeah, it was a, it was a lovely goal. As you say, that ball from Harvey oh. uh, down the line was just. I mean, we've mentioned already that you know our delivery in the final third wasn't uh, the best tonight, but that that was a really classy ball, just perfect weight. Loved uh, the fact that Gravenberg got beyond uh, you know the attackers and the ball in is just uh, perfect. Diaz just doesn't have to do much, you know. Uh, <laughs> right into his stride and uh, just uh, reminds me of you know one, one of those classic uh, uh, club goals you know flowing move and uh, yeah from then on you know there's only going to be one winner just a word on Harvey I mean that pass was unbelievable and he he, he did a you know he, he seemed to be everywhere he just he gets involved in so much uh, and obviously it doesn't come off come off every time but I, I really like him and obviously not just based on tonight even on uh, Saturday when he came on, uh, just you know the celebration. He just he just loves being out there, doesn't he? And he, you know he he came on against Newcastle as well and uh, played a, a, a really vital role in in us winning that game. So yeah, he's he he won't start, but he's he's great. Uh, he he'll be great for this competition. I think he'll start uh, most games, and obviously he's going to play a big role coming off the bench in, in the league as well. So yeah, he, he's really becoming an important player for us now. Yeah, that's it, John. Um, Dave, the the assist for Gravenberg, and um, what did you make of him tonight? Like, my impressions of him playing for as long as he did, obviously he goes off with cramp with 10 minutes to go or so, but he just looks like, uh, you know, like a, a good athlete. He's got a good sort of running gait. Like, he looks like he'll cover acres of ground for us in that kind of box-to-box style. And he looks like he's sort of, He's, he tonight he looked like he's quite keen to sort of try the unconventional a little bit to not always play the simple pass. He looks like he's got a bit of imagination about him as well. Like I liked what I saw from him tonight. What did you think? Um, I didn't think he had a brilliant game, but I thought he showed a lot of things that make me think he's going to be a really good player. Um, I, I think his ceiling's like really high. Just little things like the way he takes the ball on the turn, you know, just his first touch and, and the way he moves around the pitch. You just kind of, 
you know, because he's, he's a tall lad as well, but like he sort of glides about. He's, as you say, really good athlete, powerful runner. Really liked his, his first touch, his control and that. The only thing that was, I want to say lacking, because he's set up a goal with an absolutely brilliant cross. Uh, I just thought there was a few times when he got into good positions, like when, the one when he, he actually ended up with cramp. He picked the wrong option. He had like two runners and he tried to go left to Diaz and he should have gone right to Darwin. Uh, so just little things like that. But there's a lot of stuff that he did that just made you go, okay, yeah, you know, I can definitely see what they like there. Um, I just think like potentially like he looks like he could be a top player, but he's a bit of a project, which we knew that anyway, you know, because when we first got linked to them, which was towards the back end of last season and the fee getting mentioned then was around about 18 to 20 million and it was the the idea of bringing him in it was like well we're going for Bellingham but we like him as well and I was like yeah get him in like just as a you know a developmental project he doesn't need to come in and be great because that's what Bellingham had before and you could just take your time with, with Gravenberg and I still think that's probably what's going to happen because I don't think he's been brought in to just say, right, you're in the team, you're going to be first choice every week because we've already got that with, with like older players, you know, like players who've got like two, three years more experience than he has, like McAllister mm-hmm. and Sabozlai. So there's no pressure on him to just immediately come in, play every week and be great. We can just develop him at our own pace. But you can see there's like so many, like the, the raw materials there to work with. You know, it's exciting. I, I liked what I seen from him tonight, even though, as I say, there was things that he could have done better. But overall, I thought it was a really encouraging debut. What well, what did we think about um, Steph in that Trent role? Well, John, I'll let you take that because I've already said that I didn't really want to see him at. Yeah, um, I think it was the case of needs must uh, tonight, wasn't it? Because he he didn't want to start uh, Gomez again. He he might be uh, thinking about. Uh, Gomez for Saturday, uh, Sunday. I'm not sure if Trent is going to be back. I know he's back in training, so um, I think he was kind of maybe a little bit forced into it. But I also think, as I said before, that this competition is uh, definitely in the group stages. It's a competition where you can try out uh, new things. And uh, I think in terms of, you know, he's no Trent, nobody is, but in terms of ball playing ability and uh you know, tactical awareness. He, he could definitely do a job for us there if we need him this season. So, but I, I'm like you too. Uh, I much prefer him in the middle of the park. I think he's really good. And I mean, how old is he? He's, he's 18. He'll be yeah. 19 uh, next month. So, you know, he's on a. He's signed a contract, hasn't he? We we have him tied down for uh, a good few years, I think. And uh, yeah, he's going to be like a fantastic player for us in the middle of the park rather than where he played tonight. But yeah, I, I was pretty happy against a team like this. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a risk we could take tonight. And, you know, he did okay. And he hasn't played for ages. So uh, just kind of money in the bank and uh, onwards and upwards. How did you think he did, Chris? I thought he had a ropey start. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, it's difficult really, isn't it? Because as John says, it's like needs must. But I think I'm just... I'm just bummed because I didn't get to see him play in the middle. <laughs> would you have played but, Endo you know, there and, and played Bajetic? Yeah, that's what six? I would have done. I would have played Endo at right yeah. back and I would have played Bajetic at the six. Mm. But um, but we also need to get Endo up to speed as well, don't we? So, you know, yeah. I've got no real problem with it. I'm just a little bit bummed the way it um, the way it panned out. Um, so, yeah, um, we're, we're up. Um, more subs. Mo comes on for Gravenberg, who, was, um, who pulled up with Cramp. 
Uh, I noticed that you sort of said that he should have squared it to... He should have laid it off for Darwin instead of going for Diaz. Um, but I think his cramp might have contributed to the, the poor ball he played. Um, I don't necessarily think it was a, a bad choice. but um, And we also saw Joel come on for um, Canate as well. Um, Did he have cramp in his then, brain or his eyes? <laughs> well, it might have affected his decision-making. <laughs> He might not have wanted to go with that foot, for example, to, to lay it off. Or, or maybe you're just doing, for Gravenberch, what you accused me of doing with Darwin, just like making excuses. No. Well, that's okay, we're moving no, on. No, you're, you're just upset with him because um, he, didn't he didn't play me boy in, I know. Yeah, exactly. It's not the fact that it was the incorrect pass, it was just the fact that he, he didn't play boy in. But um, Mo, when well, he came boys, on, Dave, just go ahead, John. Yeah, sorry, just Chris, you mentioned uh, Mo uh, coming on after about 75 minutes. How did you, you two feel when you saw that he was coming on? I was I was saying, don't do this. I, I, I can't remember which player it happened to a few years back in a kind of nondescript uh, European game uh, uh, who came on and got injured, and it was kind of, you know, he was out for, for a good while after that. I was oh, kind yeah, of like that. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, and I was fuming at the time. Like I'm saying, he had no business even being involved in that game. And uh, it was... was it Diogo? I think. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. 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 And I was the same tonight. Like, why bring him on? Obviously, you have uh, this kind of physical Austrian team. Somebody is going to try to make a name for themselves uh, on a heavy pitch, getting worse by every minute. And you know, I, I would just have wrapped him in in cotton wool and. Um, not put him on. <laughs> Do you think maybe Klopp just got like sick of like listening to Mo in his ear going, come on, put me on, put me on. I want to score, put me on, put me on. And in the end, he's Probably. going, oh, just fucking go on then. Give me some peace and quiet. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it like touch wood, but has Mo ever been injured? He just, he just doesn't get injured, does he? He had a concussion once and he missed a couple of games, but um, he just, you know, he, he's Iron Man. So I don't think that's in your head. About putting them on, it's like, and and I do think there was only one goal in it as well at the time, so it's yeah, and and it was okay. we were on top, but it would there was like elements of it being end to end. They brought them two subs on, they were quite lively, you know, they were able to carry the fight to us a little bit, like, and they looked yeah. like they had a bit of a threat and a break. Sure. So I think he just wanted to make the game safe, um, which he did, you know, because as soon as Mo came on, he just <laughs> <Yeah>. totally just, <laughs> I mean, it was like everything he did, it was like fucking hell. Like the the first thing he did, he done that run, and then he just done a, a drag back and right footed pass inside to someone, and, and it's one of them where yeah, like man. you just do a double take and you go, Whoa, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, he he just um, yeah, he, he was he was well up for it, wasn't he? Just outstanding. Nice. And a, another assist for your boy Dave. Um, he lays him off, and uh, Mo goes past the defender. He does that so well in that sort of right corner of the six yard box, drifting past yeah. a couple of players and. And popping it in the only place he could really, which was through the goalkeeper's legs. Well, and, he, he could have. There was a couple of other places he could have put it. He had like two teammates waiting for tap-ins, so it's yeah, a good true. job he scored. Because if he hadn't have scored yeah. there, everyone's been goal mad. But it was a great goal, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant goal. Second best meg I've ever seen. Right, I've been waiting to get onto this, John. <laughs> the floor is yours. Tell us about it. Well, it's it's fine margins, isn't it? I mean, what could have been for yeah. me? You know, I just uh, in the school playground. So it was, you know, at lunchtime, and it was one of those games where it's like, 
25 aside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is ace. <clears throat> which is ace. And uh, O'Shea was obviously, I, I'm going to call him O'Shea out of politeness. Uh, he was obviously the, you know, the big dog in the school playground. And uh, everybody knew because he, he had been over to England on trials and everything and just got the ball on the, on the right wing, uh, controlled with me left foot. And he was wide open, just snagged him. And it's like, I didn't even run after the ball. <laughs> just stayed there. He just pointed and laughed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was, came to fame. But, uh, and then, like, yeah. Rick Flair strutted around the playground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, like you know, the Vince, uh, the Vince walk yeah. when he comes down the ramp. <laughs> I, I think I just walked off, went to class. <laughs> and, then, and you've dined out on it ever since. <laughs> Absolutely. And was he, he good back to- then? At least. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was shit when he was good. <laughs> hence, hence the name. <laughs> yeah. And right. um, I think, John, as well, like, this lies you sort of by, if you go through the six steps of sort of Kevin Bacon rationale, <laughs> that because O'Shea nutted, nutmegged um, Figo, that means you've kind of nutted Figo by sort of association. Yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, I knew we were going to speak about this. So I found the game where uh, uh, Oh uh, oh Shit uh, noted Figo. And it was that game at Old Trafford where Ronaldo, uh, the Brazilian Ronaldo got a hat-trick. And uh, it's just, I'm looking at the Real Madrid team here. It's like Casillas, Helguera, Roberto Carlos, Hierro. Uh, Salgado, Figo, McManaman, Guti, Zidane, McAlealy, and Ronaldo. And, like, I'm in that exalted company. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks to that, Meg. Did Figo win a Ballon d'Or? He did. So that means, yeah. basically, you've got a Ballon d'Or, doesn't he? It does. In, in, my, in my own mind, it does. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, we I'm not going to take that from you. Like considering how the way Dave goes on about some of his sporting achievements, like <laughs> at least there's an actual like rationale to that one. Um, so, fiftieth uh, win in Europe for Klopp. That's a record for Liverpool manager now. Um, unreal, really. And it's just the way that this this team uh, under his leadership has sort of racked up these records. As you say, John Mo with forty two goals in in uh, Europe now for us. Um, hopefully, we can you know keep building those records and off to. Um, King Kenny's bar for the Travelling Reds, which is quite nice. I heard on commentary tonight that it used to be called the Chelsea, but they changed it to King Kenny's bar now, which is probably the best pub change name in the history of the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, I if yeah, they changed no, it in the week leading up to the game. Yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah, sounds likely. I, I think, yeah, you know... Man United played there a few seasons ago as well. It's probably called like Busby's Bar then or something. Oh, I was going to say Definitely something too. like... But it, it, we may get into legal trouble, so I'm not going to say it. All right, so don't say it then. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, yeah, three points, top of the league. The other group games finished as the other group game finished in a draw. Um, so we can put the Europa League to bed for just a little while now and focus on West Ham at the weekend, unless there's something else you guys want to add about tonight's game. Um. Uh, yeah, I just say, I mean, uh, we will uh, we will qualify from this group uh, I, I just can't see a scenario where we, where we don't 
Uh, obviously, we've won away the, the other game, as you said, Chris, finishing a draw, so we're kind of already in pole position. Our next game is uh, uh, in two weeks' time at home, obviously. Uh, so we, we should be sitting on a 6.06 at this time, two weeks. And uh, I think Jules referenced it on uh, Saturday in the pod. It'd be just good to get this out of the way. Uh, ASAP so you know by the fourth game if we can win our first four and then that'll allow us to you know really rotate more than we we, we did tonight uh, for the last uh, um, two games so yeah uh, good job tonight and uh, looking forward to uh, qualifying uh, from the group pretty pretty handily and uh, you know concentrating uh, everything on the league what a what a to lose like John Oh, the they're really bad. No, yeah, they're they're re- well. The French league is really poor, uh, as you know, boys. It's just one team. I mean, they're uh, they're it's an eighteen-team league. Uh, they're thirteenth uh, at the moment, so they've uh, you know uh, played five games, scored five, conceded six. You know, they've uh, drawn three and lost one. So, yeah, very average. You know, they, they'd be fighting relegation in a. Uh, in, in the Premier League, you know they're, they're not they're not Everton bad, but they're bad. They hmm. drew tonight, didn't he, with yes. the, the Belgian team? Yeah, yeah, they did. Were they at home or away? Uh, they were away tonight. Right. So, but those Belgians are are very poor as well, aren't they? I mean, uh, in general, the Belgians. <laughs> the the people know <laughs> that that, <laughs> that yeah. Belgian. No, the, the this Belgium team, Belgian team is really a pretty poor mid-table team. Again, ninth okay. out of sixteen teams, so don't see any issues for us. Um, well, Kevin McAllister playing for them now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about over that. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking uh, like they're they're going to be uh, flying over to, to oh, play us in two weeks going. time. Don't do it, John. Don't do it, John. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like direct the manager is just going to sit up on the plane and just say, shout out at, like when they're over the English Channel, like shout, Kevin! <laughs> My family's in Liverpool. I'm in New York. <laughs> oh, God. Just cuts to a montage of him like on the Empire State Building and hanging out with an old pigeon lady in Central Park and stuff. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Too good. Um, so, Dave. Um, West Ham at home on Sunday, uh, two PM kickoff. Off. Tough game, this. Yeah, they've started the season quite well. I know, I know they, I know they got beat uh, last week, but they give City a, you know, a bit of a scare, didn't they? So, um, yeah, last season West Ham were never as bad as the league position suggested. It's like you just kept waiting for them to just pull away and they never really did but they were doing well in Europe so you knew they weren't like completely shit or anything um, but they look like they've they've rallied I know they lost Declan Rice but they seem to have um, they seem to have like bought quite well and uh, yeah they've started the season well uh, interesting that Mikhail Antonio like putting himself out there yeah. and actually saying we're going to finish above Liverpool. It's like, it's easy to just like ridicule him for that, but like, I kind of admire the fact that like, he had the balls to just come out and say something. Like, it's, it's, it's the mm-hmm. kind of shit that I'd do. You know, just like totally outlandish <laughs> predictions that are like never going to come off. 
but it's, it's like Clinton Morrison. Yeah, but if you do it and it does come off, like you can just dine out on that forever, like like JB and his Meg and John O'Shea. I mean, John's not telling us about <laughs> how many times he tried to do it and it didn't work. It's it's all about the one time when it did. So I mean, is respect to Antonio for doing that. You know, I think all right, yeah, you're, you're totally wrong. You've got no chance of finishing above us. I don't think West Ham in my lifetime have ever finished above us. Um, it's certainly not going to happen this year, but. Know, respect for actually having the balls to come out and say something so daft. Um, I do think he's like he's a decent player. He just uh, he tends to like pick up injuries and that. But when he's fit and he's he's playing well, he's a threat. He's like he's a handful. Always seems to play well against us as well. So it'll be a tough game. Um, I just feel like it'll be close. But I feel like we we're just finding a way to just get these wins now, aren't we? It's like you know, we might not everything's not firing on all cylinders. But we're doing enough, and I'd expect it to be like that on Sunday as well. Difficult game, but we'll come through it. That's why it's important that we ended up with the win tonight. You know, just keep the momentum going. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Definitely. pretty at I mean, times, we, but doesn't matter. Yeah, we we still have this unbeaten run now from the end of last season, don't we? I think it's up to maybe 16, 17 games. We've obviously won five out of our first six this season, which was really good, and. I think we need to be careful against them, especially with set pieces, because that lad yeah. from um, Ward Prowse is it. He's he's really good mm. in you know dead ball situations. Uh, got a lot of as well. Yeah, so uh, I, I I think we'll be okay. I'm just interested to see uh, who he goes with at the back. I think uh, I think uh, Virgil is obviously going to start every game, isn't he? I mean, you had this discussion at the start of the season. The fact that he's captain, he has to start, really. Yeah. Uh, he was just good tonight. Who, thought, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He had a good game. Just depends who he, who, who he plays alongside him. I think his preferred partnership is Kanati and um, and Verge, but you just can't depend on Kanati in terms of injuries, really. So, um, hope Trent is back. Yeah, I think he'll be on yeah. the bench at best. Yeah. I just think after a muscle injury, it's, it's rare that Klopp just puts somebody straight back in the team. I think if he was going to start on Sunday, he'd have been on the bench tonight mm. and maybe got like 15 minutes or something. The fact he didn't travel tells me like he's probably not going to be involved yeah. or at best he'll be on the bench. And it's fine, you know, I'm, I'm okay with Joe Gomez playing. I, I'm, yeah, I'm fine same. with that. I think yeah. he's, you know, he'll do like a, a steady job for us. Yeah. Nice. Especially, you know, West Ham have a, a decent amount of threat from wide positions as well. And we, we, we might need a you know a more defensive minded player yeah. in that position. Yeah. Plus second um, no problem. Yeah. What about the middle of the park, boys? Uh, who would you go for in there? Um it'll be the same three as last week, won't it? It'll be Yeah. McAllister, Dom, Gertis. Yeah. Especially based Hope. on tonight's team yeah. selection. I, I think that's why he maybe uh, brought on McAllister as well tonight, because he may as well not have played against Wolves. <laughs> In the first half, you know, with yeah. that jet lag issue, so yeah. it was good for him to get half an hour tonight too. You see all that that like, the the interview McAllister did back in, in like I think he spoke to someone in Argentina and the quotes have been reported here, where he said like all the players are giving him shit, saying like Klopp's yeah. like his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did you see that picture of them? Like after he'd been sucked? on the bench. Yeah, he was sat yeah. on the corner and Klopp just had his hands on his on his leg, <laughs> just to say, "Don't worry, son, it's all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's the new Lalana, doesn't it? It does, and uh, I think the front uh, three picks itself on uh, on Sunday: Mo, Diaz, and uh, Darwin. 
So well, it I won't be that there, will it? It should be. It'll be, it'll be it, Jota and Gagbe. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think it, he'll go played with all these minutes tonight. He'll go with the fresh legs, and then and I don't mind that because uh, yeah. you've got Diaz and Darwin coming off the bench, and I keep saying about how important subs are for us this season. So I'm totally fine with starting with Gakpo and Jota and Mo. And then you get to like the hour mark, and if maybe things aren't going so well, well then look who you're bringing on. And even if things are going well, and you're bringing them on in a game that's wide open, it's like the last thing that West Ham are going to want to see, 65, 70 minutes or something like that on Sunday, is, yeah. is Nunez and, and, and Diaz coming off the bench. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with them doing that. Yeah. And I do think that's what he'll do. I mean, I'll be pleasantly surprised... <clears throat> if my boy gets the start, like, but I'm not expecting it. And why do you, why do you boys think that you know why didn't he do that tonight then, as in play, uh, Cody and Jota tonight in you know the Euro- Europa League and the two boys on Sunday? Yeah, because Darwin's not his first choice really necessarily, is he? We haven't really established that yet. Yeah, that yet. He maybe. probably went into the yeah. game thinking that he wants to play Gakpo and Jota. Mm. It could be a horses for courses thing as well. It's like yeah. how West Ham yeah. play. What does he want to do against West Ham? Do, do we want like Gakpo dropping off and then Nunes coming off the bench later on when it gets stretched? Because there's also merit to that as well. Because the way West Ham play, would anyone be surprised if it was nil nil, like 65, 70 minutes? You know, West Ham are like quite solid. They're a defensive team, quite solid. It might be difficult to break them down. And Darwin starting a game like that against like a packed defence where he might not be getting much service, as opposed to bringing him on, and Diaz coming on as well as an impact sub when like when there is a bit more room later on when people are a bit tired, you know True. it might make more sense to just to go with with Jota and Gakpo anyway. But I do I do think it'll be based on the opposition. Like I think tonight's team will will be. It was what I was saying. I wanted them to do. It's like okay, well if they're playing at the weekend. They're not going to start that game now. It's slightly different with centre backs because you can generally you can just play them. They don't do as much running as anybody else. But so I think like you'll probably see Virgil and Canate, and I think most of the rest of the team's going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he might play Matipot with with Virgil. Possibly because he might not want to overdo it with Canate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, and I'd be totally fine with that. It would make sense. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's. it's as you say, it's important to win, uh, well, every game, obviously, but we have a tough run uh, coming up. I mean, West Ham, then we go to Brighton away, and then uh, Spurs. I think we Spurs as well. So, no, we go, we go away to Spurs, and then we go away to Brighton. So, a uh, few tough games coming up. Yeah, not easy. Yeah. 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 And then the Derby, so just three points anyway. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is we, we've got, you know, we don't have to look at these tough games with, oh gosh, we've got the League Cup game next week, home to Leicester as well. Nice. That's a favourite of mine. Um, we don't have to look at some of these upcoming tough games with such trepidation because we've got some points on the board. It's like I wouldn't like to be going into Tottenham away and Brighton away, the, or even West Ham at home, the way those three teams have sort of have started the season. If we, if we weren't competitive ourselves, it'd be like, oh gosh, this has been a bad start and it could conceivably get much worse. Well, the good thing here is we've got points on the board, we're gaining confidence, yeah. we can go into all three of those games sort of thinking about picking up more points rather than worrying about the outcome, I think. Yeah, they should be more scared than we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Good yeah, it, it, it took us so long last season to get into our... Well, we never got into a stride, really, did we? But, um, 
yeah, so this season we've already got um, what is it, 13 points out of uh, uh, 15. So, yeah, should be confident. Get back to being the team that nobody wants to play, as opposed to last year when everyone was just rubbing their hands together to play us. Right, and took us then, a, t- just took us eleven games to get the thirteen points last season. <laughs> fucking so scrub that from my memory. That was rough, yeah. wasn't it? I know it was bad, but it, that is actually surprising. Yeah. <laughs> well, God. A big key to one of the things that we haven't, um, you know, our reactions have definitely improved in the last few weeks. But one of the things that we didn't do well last year. That's carried over into this season is just conceding that first goal. So yeah. let's hope that yeah. on on um, on Sunday we can just make a make a good start in a game for a change and you know take the lead and keep it and um, you know we're not behind the eight ball after 10-15 minutes or whatever because it's starting to get a bit tiresome now. Yeah. And as you said earlier on, John, there's only so much you can do. It's going to start catching up with us, and um, we don't want that catching up with us against David Moyes. That's for sure. Um, all right, good stuff, guys. Anything else that you guys want to add um, before we call it a night? No, no, I think we've called it. All good from you. Yep. Good stuff. All right, well, um, Dave and the boys will be hot-footing it back from Anfield on Sunday to make sure uh, we bring you a pretty quick reaction um, from Liverpool-West Ham. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for listening. Um, we're looking forward to these Europa League games throughout the season. So, um, yeah, the early kickoffs at least give us an opportunity to get the pot out a little bit earlier in the evening so hopefully this one will be waiting for you in the morning um, yeah as I said Dave will be back on Sunday but until then we'll catch you soon well, the best word I can say but uh, we'll describe this was boom <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this it was really good